Sasha spent her life in the service of others. She was caring, giving, nurturing, and loving. And everyone in her sphere of influence, they knew it and they counted on it. She was dependable and strong, a problem solver and a leader, a mother and a friend, a business owner. Sasha got stuff done all day, every day. Sasha was a boss, a true boss, not this fake make-believe wannabe boss. Sasha was a baller and a boss until the day Sasha woke up dead, buried beneath the emotional, mental, and physical lies that were fed into her life, all her life, crushed by the expectations and responsibilities that followed every yes that she had ever uttered and never should. She accommodated the cares, the concerns and those obligations that came with that yes, that diet, that consists of unrealistic goals, pressure and stress until it became her breaking point. She had used many, many coping mechanisms along the way, striving to manage it. She went shopping, she went out to dinner, right? She bought stuff. And all the while, she was carrying the weight of the truth that with all she was doing, her life was half lived. And she did it until she woke up dead. This is a part of Sasha's story and mine. Let's talk trash is for everyone that's been terrified to face the trash all around you, stepping over it, hiding it, medicating it, shopping through it, eating through it. We are here to help you uncover the emotional, mental, and physical trash that has, to this moment, successfully stolen your health, well-being, and relationships. Perhaps you woke up dead today. My name is Valerie Cheney, and I'm here to start the conversation that allows today to be a new day, your trash day. Let's talk trash. And I have with me to start the conversation, Tracy Lovejoy, Co-CEO of Catalyst Consolation. She's an executive coach. She's an author. She's a leader. And she is a big baller. She is helping move A-types, drivers, through a process of transformation that helps them eliminate their trash. I also have with me Vorlea Cheney, life coach extraordinaire, an incredible spiritual leader. She is insightful, she is revelatory, she is poignant. And I know you're gonna enjoy hearing from her too. And then last but not least, Janine Bryant, health and wellness coach, dancer extraordinaire. This woman 
is knowledgeable in all aspects of the science of how our bodies are connected and how it's responding to the trash that's all around us. These are my guests and let's start the conversation. So Tracy, I wanna start with you today. In our work together, you talked to me about the importance of seeing myself on the other side of the trash before I ever got there. Share with our listeners what you shared with me. The power of vision is something we've all heard about, right? Whether it's with athletes, it's with business tycoons, the ability to imagine the place that we're going to get to sets us on the course of, of, of where we want to be. Once we imagine a place, though, one of the tricks of those that are, are you know, so gifted at this is to hold it a little bit lightly because there's information that emerges as we begin on our path, right? I remember the first time that we were talking about where you were heading, even the first time we talked about the podcast, the form may be different today than it was at that moment, right? And so it's about setting that vision, but not holding ourselves in contempt if we don't hit it exactly as we see it. That's the starting point. That's the place that gets us out of bed and begins experimenting and taking a step at a time. And from a science perspective, I'm a researcher at heart. One of the things that I never like to leave people without hearing with vision is our vision boarding exercises, as fun as they are, they don't get us there, right? The science around vision is when we begin to imagine the pathway, those baby steps that move us in that direction. That's where we really see the progress with vision. And that's where you and I would do so much work. We would hold that vision of where we saw where you were going, and then we would experiment and take baby steps. And then we would take the information and we would iterate either the vision or the next step together. Awesome, Tracy. I heard so many things already. I see Janine, she's like chomping at the bit. Let me get in, let me get in, let me get in. She wants to add to that. I'm gonna let you get in, give me one second. So I heard, do not weaponize your emotions against yourself. Do not put yourself in contempt because that iteration is happening, right? Because we are innovating around the format, the process, what this looks like to embrace it and make it part of the process and understand that it's actually integral to achieving the vision. And so I want you to hold that phrase, everybody that's listening, weaponized emotions. We're going to dig more into that later. Janine, I saw you jump in on the science of this. What's happening in our bodies and brains as we begin to do what Tracy just described? I love it, Val. Thank you so much. And Tracy, I love what you said. It's so powerful. As a fellow researcher, uh, one of the things that we acknowledge is, you know, and pretty much I'll reiterate what you said, thoughts are things and what we water in our minds grows. And that is really powerful. And the science behind that is there are place cells in our hippocampus, right? And those place cells, they're like, it's like a program running in the background, right? That you can't see, you can't feel it. But once you give your brain a destination, 
those place sales get to work figuring out how to get you there, right? Which is why it's so important to have that visual. So some people have vision boards. You know, I have a vision shelf, you know, and there's a lot of, there are a lot of images and things on my shelf that drive me every day and looking that, at that every day and being aware and sort of like putting that right in the foreground where I wanna go, right? I know my place cells are working to get me there, right? And it's that reticular activating system. We call it the RAS. So it's kind of like this, the RAS is like this. When you say you wanna buy a white Jeep, right? All of a sudden on the road, you start to see white Jeeps. That is your reticular activating system working, right? So when you're aware that the RAS is powerful, that your thoughts are things, that your place cells in your hippocampus are being activated by what you're seeing for yourself, then you know you've got that science working for you. Thank you for letting me share that. Excellent, excellent. That is fantastic. Vorlia, think about this, what we're talking about visioning. How do the emotions tie into this? So I actually, it's really um, interesting that you asked me that question because as Tracy was talking and as Janine was talking, um, you know, I'm kind of like that soul girl, like, honestly, like my, my, my thing is the soul. How, how well is your soul? How's your soul doing your thoughts, your will, and your emotions, because that is the core of who we are. Like, you know, we, we have this external self, but the core of who we are resides within our thoughts, our will, and our emotions. And those are the things that guide us. Those are the things that make decisions for us. Those are the things that show up. That's that's our presentation, right? And so um, what kind of came to me uh, is because this conversation is so revelatory and understanding the research, like the research behind vision really speaks to the soul in terms of, it says to the soul, it says to my thought process, you know, this is possible. It says to my will, you, you might need to make some adjustment, but you can do this. You know, it says to my emotions, oh my God, the hope that began to rise in me around this whole thing about how vision really works. And, um, you know, I, a couple of weeks ago, participated in, in a whole vision board. It's actually the first time I ever did it. Really hard for me to connect with it because I am a person that, you know, I'm kind of analytical um, in a sense. And so I need those um those I'm, I'm cognitive, but the cognitive has to have a place to rest. It's got to, it, it has to come out of me. And so very difficult for me to connect with that, write it on a board. Okay. But where does that go? <laughs> where does that go? And that's not to say that that's not good for some people, but I do, I'm that one that needs to, while I'm writing it on the board, I'm already thinking about what does that mean to what I have to do? And I am one who, oh my gosh, ideas drop on me like in a day. I might get 10 ideas about something, but understanding what to do with them, because if you're like that, it can become overwhelming. And again, cause you to kind of like retreat because it's so big, what you see is so big or how many you see is so big. And so um, this conversation is really kind of helping me to connect my emotions. Um, uh, uh, manage my, I have this whole thing about managing my emotions. 
um, to manage my emotions, to know, put it up on the shelf, look at it, because those things, what, what Janine talked about, they are working on my behalf. They are working, um, um, figuring out how I'm going to get there. So yes, it speaks to our emotional state, which is very important to how we show up and what, um, how successful, what our outcomes are. And so that's kind of how I see it. Okay. And so what I heard from my three analytic researchers, which I am not, that's why they're here. <laughs> Let me tie down what I heard, right? Vision creates a path. And our brain gets to work showing us what those steps look like. It reinforces for our emotions that it's possible. And as soon as we get connected to possibility, the ability to determine what's next or the steps that need to be taken can begin to, to show up in our lives. And so... That's really, really powerful. And so as I think about it against the context of trash, which let me share with you what that actually means. Trash is my acronym for triggers, reactions, accommodations, self-worth, self-talk, self-esteem, all, all the selves and habits. And so over the course of these conversations, we'll be pulling those things out of the stories that we explore and investigate so that we can make room and make space for what is actually possible by throwing out the trash. That's what we're here to do. Make room for transformation. And so Tracy, I want to come back to you. Is this concept of creating the vision, is this a one-time activity? I know you said you mentioned iterating it and it changing. So is it this one set vision and we're just kind of morphing and playing around with that one vision? Or is this something that we should be doing more regularly? I love that question. It's, it's yes and, it's yes and. There's, it's a, I think that there's a bit of a um, belief that we feel that vision is a, is a one-time thing, as you say, and it's, it's all encompassing. Mm -hmm. And neither of those things are true. Uh, the people I study very uh, innately and naturally create visions and they don't even realize they do it. And they are doing it at macro scales and they're doing it at many scales in much the way that Verlia was talking about. Like, oh my God, 10 ideas have just overwhelmed me today. You, Verlia, are the people I study, right? This is, this is the, the way of being of the catalyst in the world that just cannot stop those ideas coming in. And what happens is that we see an opportunity and a possibility and the formation of seeing that opportunity or possibility is a mini vision. Mm. It can happen at macro scale, it can happen at mini scale. Because we do it innately, for many of us, we haven't learned that this is a skill set. And once we know that and we do it with intention, it transforms how we live. Mm. For most of us that are the folks that are just having the ideas descend, 
they are external to us and they are the ways that we see that we can make the world around us better. And so many of us, since we're not recognizing this power, don't see we can use that same skill to transform our own lives, which is at the heart of what you're talking about, right? So if you know you have this ability that we all have this ability and we say, hey, what if it's not just about how I show up at work or how I show up in my community or how I show up with friends and help them? What if it's about what my life is made up of? What if it's about the partnerships in my life, the, the space around me that I wanna transform, the way I feel in my body, right? If we, if we set many visions for each of the things, but not in a way that's overwhelming, to Verlia's point, right? We have to have a way that's gonna help us prioritize in the moment. It helps us get so intentional and it gives us the sense that control is a word I'm, uh, you know, I feel a little bit reluctant to throw out because it's, it's also a form of, of, of the trash heap for sure, but it can make life feel more accessible in the, in the things that can feel like, oh, a relationship will just happen to me one day if I'm lucky. How right? Like in the same way that you go out and set a goal at work, if you have a relationship that you want, you set that vision in your own life. Right. If you have a way of being or a mindset, you want to make sure you're setting that in your own life. So it's both making sure that we're iterating any vision we set and never etching that in stone, because then to your point, we're going to weaponize it and feel bad about ourselves that we didn't hit it exactly the first way we saw it. Nobody wants the vision the first way you saw it. You get so much smarter as you begin down the pathway. Good Lord. But it's also about giving yourself space to have multiple visions and have multiple things that you are intentionally stepping toward. We do want to be mindful of the overwhelm that Vorleo was talking about. And sometimes, sometimes the things that hit us as possibility might be on the not right now list. Ah, so Tracy, let's, let's stay there for a minute. Yeah. So I love this, right? The, when I hear it, what I'm hearing resonate for me is that intentionality is a product of my own self-empowerment. That's right. That I can be empowered, right? Through my inner self connected in a healthy way, body, mind, soul, spirit to bring to life the possibilities that I see. That's right. And that's really powerful. And then the other thing I heard was give myself permission to say, that's a great idea. Not now. Not now. That right there, if we stop right now, that's powerful. We're not stopping right now. But if we did, that's powerful to walk away with. It's okay to say not now. It's okay to say no. Phenomenal. We're going to flush that out some more in some other episodes. But Tracy, I want to ask you another question. Love your thoughts around. So how is vision different from goals? Janine said this best. She's so beautifully articulated that it's, you know, vision is this idea of a destination. Right. And so goals are going to be the way we think about chunking time to help us move toward that destination. I also semantically am not opposed if people sometimes use vision or goals interchangeably. Mm -hmm. 
that's okay, right? Everybody has the words that they like. Like if that's, you know, a life goal is the way you articulate vision, like no, no problems whatsoever. But in general, the way I talk about it is a vision is that place that I want to, I want to get to, right? We, I run a business, as I said, I'm a co-CEO. We know that we want to launch so that at least a million catalysts have been touched and we have a top, you know, we can identify the top 30 friendly environments for, for catalysts to work in. That's a vision state, mm-hmm. right? That we know is a destination that we can arrive at. And then there are steps that we have to take year over year to make sure that we're on the path to get towards that destination that we call goals. Excellent, excellent. This is perfect. Janine, thoughts around that. Borlea, thoughts around that. Because I have a favor to ask Tracy. We did something really powerful together and I wanted to do it for our audience. But Janine, thoughts on on the conversation so far? Yeah, I around love it. Thank you so much, Tracy. I love this. And uh, I love what you said, Tracy, about chunking time. And I think that's Mm -hmm. so, so powerful because Mm -hmm. what we don't realize is when we set our intention, when we set a goal for ourselves, there's, there's a lot we can do to achieve the goal, right? So a lot of times what you said, you know, well, you know, let me just throw it out there and then wait, but you know, that's not very empowering. (laughs) And what I love what you said, Tracy was, you are laying out steps, and I know we're about to do a fun, fun exercise, but you're laying out steps that really help people move toward that goal. The fact that there's a distinction between goal and vision. This is great articulation. Like I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing, you know, but I wanted to just highlight what spoke to me about that was chunking time, right? Toward the vision. I think that's mm-hmm. a really cool tool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Vorlea, would you hear? out of that. Right. So um, I was going to say chunking time as well. That's really powerful because, you know, time is something that is, can seem again, something that is out of your control. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think that when you think about time in that way, then you do have some, you know, uh, realistic way of managing your time. Um, but the other thing that revelatory for me and that I am implementing immediately. Like I began to think in the different areas where I need to put this in place right now is that vision does not, this is how I heard it. Vision does not have to be concrete. And what it says to me is that um, it makes it more alive. It's something Mm -hmm. that is living, Mm -hmm. right? Only dead things remain Like once something is dead, it's over. It can't be modified, nothing. But things that are living can be transformed. They can be reformed. They can be recalibrated and they can be achieved. And so um, that's what what I heard. This is excellent. This is excellent. So see, we're here. We're instigating, if you will, the conversation, but we're learning from each other and sharing in the process. So Tracy, what, well, first, Vorlea and Janine, are you willing to be participants along with me and going through this, a, a learning that we can model for our listeners? And then Tracy, my ask of you, would you walk us through what a visioning exercise 
an effective visioning exercise can look like so that our listeners can go back and they can do it again and again and again. And I figured I got the master here. I might as well take advantage of it. (laughs) Absolutely. There are a couple of steps that are going to be helpful before we put ourselves in a vision state. And so I'm going to ask this group and the, the listening audience to imagine um, and again, we're doing this so that it's a, uh, um, so people have the tools, right? This is not an expectation that the outcome from this moment listening is the absolute vision that you're going to hold back to what Vorlia just said. Like this is, this is iterative and we are learning this together. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I want people to bring to mind is if you imagine yourself 12 months from today, what is something that's different in your life, that's better than it is today. If we imagine a year from today as a destination moment, I want you to take a moment, I'm gonna do it at live as well. What is something that's different than today that's better for you in your life if you have eliminated some of the trash? If your triggers are reduced, your reactions are how they want it, you, you know, your, your accommodations that are keeping you bundled up in a life that is not the life that you want to be alive in. If some of this is reduced, how is life better one year from today? Tracy, is it okay in the midst of this exercise, since we have a listening audience, if I invite Janine, Vorlea, myself, if you're willing to share one of your things, is that okay to do as part of this vision? If they're they're up for it, I'd love it. Awesome. Anybody want to share, right? We've removed some of this trash. What's the one thing, right? Chunking it down. What's what's the one thing for you, Janine? Sure, I'd love to share that. I have a list, but one of the things that's most present in the front of my mind is that, um, you know, I, I have been, I feel called to travel. Um, I'm very much, a, I have wanderlust, a really bad case of wanderlust. Um, but I'm right now, and as part of my research in health and wellness, I'm looking at the blue zones, the five places in the world where people live the longest, right? So Okinawa, Japan, uh, Sardinia, Italy, um, Nicoya, Costa Rica, uh, Loma Linda, California, and Ikaria, Greece. And so as part of that research, I'm moving myself toward a, a, a long-term vacation in Sardinia, Italy, so that I can do field research in um, what that feels like and, look, and what that looks like in terms of living in a blue zone. And so that's, you know, and you know this, Val, I'm, I'm moving myself in that direction. So one of the things on my list in terms of really keeping that right there in the front of my vision for myself is seeing myself for a length of time in Sardinia so that I can experience what it's like to live in a blue zone where people live the longest, where some of the healthiest people are thriving into their hundreds, 110, 115 years old. So from a science perspective, I'm, I'm calling it field research. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yep. Bro, what's your one, what's the one thing on your list? 
Yeah, so the one thing on my list um, really is going to feed, it's going to make a possible everything else that, that I want to do. And that is that I am 100 pounds lighter. I am 100 pounds lighter 12 months from now. Um, and any and everything that I envision um, about my life is connected to that. I've got to be 100 pounds lighter. Um, to be the leader that I am, to um, be uh, the speaker that I am, to uh, be the life coach that I am, to be the author that I am, because that, I believe that process is really going through the process of being 100 pounds lighter is going to give me so much content and allow me so much information to share with others, regardless of what field or industry or mountain of influence. I just believe the discipline of it is going to speak to so much. And so that's my one thing. That's my one thing. Awesome. Awesome. I'll give you a quick one thing. And then Tracy, I'm turning it back to you. There is a move, a geographical move that has always been a part of my life. And I'm going to eliminate the trash that prevents me from making that geographical move. That's the top thing on my list. So Tracy, this is incredible. I'll turn it back to you. Keep let keep us moving. I feel a little teary listening to this, ladies. I'm not gonna lie, like hugely inspired. That's incredible. I'm gonna ask us to do two more thought exercises before we move into vision integration. So with that one thing in mind that each of you shared, whatever you wrote down in the listening audience, I want you to think about six months from now. In six months from now, what is it that has to be in place to ensure that we're tracking toward that goal one year from now? So I'll give you a moment to think about that one. And then we're gonna pull it in two more times. So three months from now, looking at that six month target, what needs to be done so that you feel like you're on track? And it's not everything we're listing in this moment. We can come back to this. It's picking one or two things. If you're noticing any anxiety in your body as we are pulling in time, this is an opportunity. You heard what Orlia and Janine were talking about in terms of our body signals, right? So if you're feeling it, you can breathe into it. We're honoring the emotions, as Orlia said. We're pulling them out. We let them be on the shelf. There is amazing information in the emotions that'll come up in these processes. So we don't need to see it as resistance. We see it as information. And we'll build 
one more chunk before revision, which is thinking one month out, right? On a four week horizon, what's a small baby step that we can take that's gonna move us into action to get all of this beginning, to let the dominoes begin to Shall we do a lightning round and then we'll, we'll, we'll vision as a group to hear that baby one month step towards Sardinia, a hundred pounds and that geographic move? Lightning round, go. All right, let's hear it. All right, mine right. is create the budget of savings for the house that I need to buy. What month are we at? Are we at the one month? Lightning round. One month. What's your baby step in the first month? Make a plan. Make a plan. So for me, I'm actually in the process of liquidating a piece of real estate so that I can have additional funds to move myself toward some kind of time in Sardinia. I feel goosebumps. I'm guessing several of you have the same thing that goosebumps to me means truth has been spoken, right? <laughs> and what we see is we had these really big plans that we're going to hold lightly, right? Who knows if everything's going to work out exactly that Janine's living there one year from now, but she's got things in motion, mm -hmm. right? The liquidation is happening. The plan is being built. The um, thinking about the financial realities of the house that is Valerie's dream house. These are the first baby steps that we then get more information and iterate, and we hold that longer vision with us, but we give ourselves the permission for it to be fluid. With awesome. that in mind, I'm awesome. gonna ask you to find a comfortable place for your body. Oh, I like to think of making sure your sits bones are there, but we wanna be able to be in quiet dignity, right? Not too rigid. Once you find a comfortable place for your body, I'm gonna invite you to take a couple of deep breaths. Pulling that oxygen as far down into your body, really feeling your body, because we've been very heady. Feeling my belly expand. That breath. The visioning process is a process we need to connect into our body. It's part of what Janine is reminding us today. And so when we've had heavy visioning that takes us outside of ourselves, really feeling that body structure we're a part of is integral to connecting with instinct and emotion. To give yourself permission to be one year in the future. It's midweek. It's morning. You're in bed. You're waking up. It's the perfect weather for you. You're comfortable in your sheets. As you connect with your body, you realize the lightness you feel and the work that you've done to leave the trash behind you. 
the self-limiting beliefs have fallen off, the habits that held you back, the accommodations you made for others, you're leaving them behind and take a moment to feel the strength and power in your body when you realize that that trash is outside of you on the floor. You wiggle your body out of bed, feeling light, strong, and you pick up that trash that you've been able to eliminate and you throw it in the wastebasket. And you step into the vision that you've been building here with us as a group. You realize that the day ahead of you is filled with exactly what you were imagining today. So I want you to take a moment to think about what do these steps feel like in this life that you've been leading toward, whether it's your house or your body and the process to have gotten you there, one of the longest living places on earth, whatever it is, going to take a few breaths to be in the space that you imagined completely. Imagine the power you feel pushing outside of your body and filling the room. Past the room and encompassing as far as you can imagine. In front of you, you see a balcony emerge. You're gonna to step to the balcony. As you look over the balcony, I want you to see some of the steps that you took on your way to achieve this goal. Some of the challenges that you hit along this journey. As you look at those steps behind you, you acknowledge those challenges, gratitude washes over you. For each person that supported you, for each step that you took, even for those many failures because of the strength and the information that emerged at each moment. Without any of those, you couldn't have arrived where you are. Now you can turn from your balcony and step powerfully into the day ahead, living this life you dared to dream. I invite you to reconnect back into your body, 
deep breaths. Hear the sounds around you in the room that we're in in this moment. And we come back together as a group. Wow. Visceral. Visceral moment. I see it. I see it. I'm on that balcony. <laughs> of your new house. I'm on that balcony. <laughs> Absolutely. Tracy, thank you so much for giving us a framework for how to move through this on our own. We can now do this over and over. Thank you for sharing the permission to evolve it over time and to chunk it down and to be kind to ourselves as we move through it because the possibilities for us on the other side of the trash are endless and unlimited. Thank you, Janine. Thank you, Vorlea. Let's keep the conversation going until every day is trash day. We'll see you next time on Let's Talk Trash. <laughs>